Welcome to Vibe Talk Awaken. I'm your host, Vibe Queen. On the show, we will get to know artists, entrepreneurs, and coaches living life in their truth after experiencing an awakening. We'll talk about their journey, wisdom, and any tools they've learned along their path. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm super excited to be here and be live with the the launch of Vibe Talk Awakens podcast. So just thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Very excited to be here. Some guests join us in just a little bit. I'm really excited. But we're going to get into a meditation to just kick this off. I'm actually a little nervous. I'm just so excited. This is something I've just been so passionate about and One thing that I underestimated is just editing a podcast. It took me literally hours and hours. It was a a steep learning curve, but uh, I put my heart and soul into it. So I really hope you guys enjoy it. And so I'm just really excited. I feel like this is like my baby. So very passionate about it. Without further ado, wherever you are, close your eyes, take a deep breath. I know for me, I kind of need this breather. So I'm going to cross my legs. I'm on my couch here in Chicago. And so just take a nice deep breath in. You can close your eyes. You can roll your shoulders back if you like, roll your head around, whatever floats your boat. Take a nice deep breath in through the nose. And exhale. I know it's Monday, fresh start of the week. I don't know if you've had a lot going on. My plate's been full. I have an exciting uh, announcement towards the end of the show as well. And so as you take another deep breath in, just want you to breathe in love and peace and just gratitude for yourself for showing up and just being here. I appreciate your support. And as you exhale, exhale any stress, any worry, any anxiety, or anything that's been on your mind or bothering you, just kind of let it all out. Another deep breath in. And exhale. We're just going to bring our awareness to the top of the head. And then just slowly bringing our awareness down to your eyes. And just observing what comes up for you. The darkness, when thoughts come up, there's no judgment, just simply watching. And slowly bringing your awareness down to your nose and just taking in any sense as you're gently breathing in and out and slowly bringing your awareness down to your mouth just noticing your tongue is what's happening releasing any tension that you're feeling in your jaw and slowly bringing your awareness down to your neck and then down to your shoulders releasing them if there's any tension still noticing how the body just breathes on its own, no effort. And if any thoughts arise, just simply letting them pass by, no judgment. And slowly bringing our awareness down to our chest and down to our belly, noticing our breath. slowly bringing our awareness down to our hips, relaxing them if they feel stiff or with any tension, and bringing our awareness down to our legs, down to our knees, and if your hands or arms are resting on your legs, Bringing your awareness there for a moment. And slowly bringing your awareness down towards your feet, your toes. 
then just placing your hand, whichever feels comfortable, in your heart center. And just taking a moment to be at one with your heartbeat and just sending yourself some love and gratitude and just acknowledging your heart just beats on its own for you all day, every day. And just rest in that love and gratitude and silence for a moment. Noticing your heart is beating fast or slow. There's no right or wrong, just simply observing what it does. I'm just watching. It's becoming one. as we make our way back to the here and now, just knowing that sense of presence and sense of oneness is always right here whenever you need that. Just breathing in that love and gratitude. And whenever you feel ready, you can just slowly Open up your eyes. I hope that was helpful. I know it was for me. I feel a lot more relaxed. But yeah, it is 7.10 on the dot. Wow. Beautiful timing. So I'm going to welcome Evan to the screen. <laughs> there he is. Lovely. Great. I was sitting down doing it. I'd uh, stand up at my standing desk. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, my eyes were closed. I was like, I hope I'm not going over, but my timing was spot Impeccable. on. So, yes, awesome. Oh, that felt good. I was so nervous. I don't know why. I'm like, I haven't been nervous in so long. And that was like weird. That was weird. But I don't know. I guess I attest that to this is something I'm just so passionate about. And I feel really grateful that you agreed to be a part of this launch. So first and foremost, I just want to thank you. No like problem. I'm like cheesing right now. I'm just like <laughs> a kid. I'm just so excited. This means so much to me. And uh, something I noticed when I was editing uh, your episode is that you literally recommended, I think five or six books. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I sincerely feel that your episode is like the episode of knowledge. Uh, you just dropped so many gems and tools and it's just amazing. So I would love to know what book are you currently reading? I know when we were talking, you were reading Tiny Habits. Are yep. you still on that or? Still, yeah, still making my way through that. It's pretty long. I'm a slow reader, to be honest, but yeah, still Tiny Habits. For those of you that haven't listened to the episode yet, it really breaks down the psychology behind making and breaking habits making good habits, breaking bad habits, of course, but it's really cool the way that he breaks that down and talks about how exactly what you need to focus on. It all comes down to doing it in small steps. You can't just immediately lose 40 pounds. What exactly, what goals do you need to set up in order to make that habit a constant thing? And it's just starting small. So the approach is really cool, something I've never really seen before. So yeah, I'm still on that one. Gotcha. Is there something that he just covered in maybe the latest chapter that's been like a big takeaway or breakthrough for you? Oh, nothing really that stands out other than just honestly, just lots of lists, listing out what you need, want to get done. And just, I mentioned in that episode as well, like the difference between like outcome goals and process goals. 
So the outcome is what you want to happen and the process is what you need to break that down to. It's just simplifying the process. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of pictures in it too, which low-key I love. So okay. it's really cool to see the diagrams on like how you can make the habit easier. It's like on a graph almost. It's really cool. It's hard to describe without seeing it. But I recommend that. My coach actually recommended that to me. So it's powerful. Awesome. Very cool. I'm definitely going to read that one. That's on my list. And a story brand is on my list as well. One of the folks that's going to be joining us in a little bit, Ben Wilson, he actually just posted on his uh, page that he bumped into the author of that book. So I'm like, okay, I need to read that book. And something I noticed also on uh, your Instagram, you were sharing like major throwbacks, which is interesting. So is that something that's like part of the plan? You're going to share more of your backstory and your journey as an artist? Kind of, yeah. Artists. I think a, a lot of people, I'm getting to the the point of my life and my career that people like forget that I was a musician too. And that's, I'm just like, oh, dang, I'm that old. I'm that far <laughs> into this journey that people are like, wait, what? I'm like, so I think it's important to show, especially because we're really making this big push to try to get some new clients and they always like it if you're an artist yourself or you have been, you have walked in their shoes. So yeah, that's a plan. And also I've just been People have been sending people as in my mom and my sister have been sending me really throwback photos. I'm like, okay, I got to post this. This is cool. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm excited to see what you have coming up, uh, especially with this new hairdo. So hair <laughs> seems to be a, a constant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The hair is pretty, it got magical there. <laughs> Which one was your favorite? The The long hair? Yeah, that's the emo that's look. That's what you're talking about? Yeah, gotcha. yeah, that was pretty funny. Are you um, planning on changing up any other colors? Or are you going to stick with the pink for a while? Yeah, I, I'm trying not to bleach it a bunch because it's not great for your hair. I've never <laughs> bleached it before. So I'm just going to, I'll probably, I'm getting to the point where I would normally cut my hair. So I think I might be growing it a little bit to see what happens with it. But uh, yeah, no, no other fancy colors. No. I'm going to stick with this for now. Maybe I'll go red eventually, stick with the brandy. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Gotcha. Very cool. So do you want to talk a little bit about what a consultation with Artist Collective looks like? Yeah, one-on-one -on -one session. <clears throat> I really want to break down, again, going back to those goals, because a lot of artists that come to us, they want to do a lot of different things. They want to do licensing. They want to release music. They want to, you know, a lot of it is the, the conversation around posting. But I like to try to simplify things and just say, what is your main, let's figure out your one to three main goals and how we can give you an action plan, even if I'm not in that, if it's like a one-off consult or something. What does an action plan look like where you can actually go towards achieving those goals instead of just being so all over the place? I know I've been there. I know you've been there as well, where it's just you want to do everything and you got shiny new object syndrome you know, hitting, hitting you <laughs> here and there and you're not really sure what to focus on. So it's like when you have those, I'm a big believer in the power of three um, when you have those three goals that you can constantly look back to and say, okay, what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do doesn't help me fulfill one of these three goals, I probably shouldn't mess with it right now. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of artists just get confused and overwhelmed. So the, if I could, I'll, I'll just say this, with my cons consultation calls, if I could wrap it up into one word, what you'll get clarity. You get a whole lot of clarity um, because... It's just a plan is usually pretty muddy before an artist like brings on a team. So it's really, really important to get clear on what those plans are and how I can assist and like fill in the gaps too. Gotcha. Clarity is, is power in my opinion, because without a, a clear vision, you don't know where you're going. And if you don't know who you are, then you don't know who your audience is. Mm -hmm. And so that makes sense. And yeah, that was definitely me as, as being a client of yours. So I appreciate that. And another thing that I really love, and I just want to highlight this before we bring Christine onto the screen is the meetups. And I know that we, you made a pivot because of the whole lockdown and we couldn't do it in person. And so I just want to shout you out for doing an incredible job of the breakout rooms and, and all of that. They were in person here in Chicago, but the virtual meetups allowed us to go on Zoom and connect with people from all over the world. And it's essentially a big old networking event. You learn, you connect, and you it's just good to be around like-minded people that are all after a similar goal, as you probably have felt. Just we're all just trying to make it. So we try to drop some knowledge. We try to have real conversations with people. So if you've been feeling isolated in your career or just in general, like I highly recommend these. 
They're very approachable. We try to just bring everybody into the conversation. So it's not like a conference where we're just talking at you. So I've been having a lot of fun with them and we're doing them every month. It's the first Friday of every month. Got one coming up here on the 5th, I believe that's the mm -hmm. first Friday, uh, February yes. 5th. Next Friday? Yeah, yeah. So members get in for free. We are doing tickets for anybody who's not a member for 10 bucks, but membership's 19. So I might as well just join and get a bunch of other stuff too. But yeah, I'm excited about it. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's really cool. I connected with some amazing people. And I like that you, after you guys bring a lot of value, you break out from there. So you really have a chance to connect with people, which I think is awesome. So yeah. Cool. I appreciate you, Evan. Yeah. Everybody go check out the episode. He gets uh, super vulnerable, which I appreciate. We talk about a bunch of stuff and I really love, I actually forgot about this when I was editing the podcast episode, but when I asked you for an unpopular opinion and you said, do you want to stick to business or kind of go left field? And uh, we went really left field. And so <laughs> we talked with the, the Anunnaki, wasn't it? Yeah. So we went down that rabbit hole and we talked about pyramids and aliens and just completely left field. So if you want to see where our heads are at in that regard, we go there. So it's exciting. And for this podcast, by the way, I created a show notes as well as a full transcript. So I actually linked all of the books and everything. So if you want to dive even oh, deeper, awesome. yeah, I put everything there so people can go even more down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And one more shout out before, before I get out of here and keep you on schedule for all of you that don't know, Vibe Queen and I co-host a clubhouse uh, room every single week, every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central time, talking about all kinds of vulnerability stuff, business stuff. So if you're not, if you're on clubhouse, come hang out with us every Tuesday. If you're not on clubhouse, hit one of us up for an invite. If you have an Android, sorry, you got to wait, I guess. <laughs> but clubhouse is an audio form of a meeting, but just throwing that out there. I always have a good time with you hosting those. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. I love that app. And thank you for getting me on team iPhone after many years. Uh, yes. Got you. Well, awesome. cool. Thanks for having me. Good luck with everything. Thank you. We'll talk soon. See you. Okay. All right. Shout out to Evan. So next up we have Christine. I'm going to go ahead and add her to the stream. What's up? Hello. <laughs> How, How are, are you? you? Good. good. How, are you? How are you feeling? Amazing. So excited for you. Thank you. Me too. I like, I can't stop smiling. I'm just so excited. So I'm feeling really good to be here. Thank you for being a part of this launch. I really appreciate you and your message and what you're doing. And I love how we connected. I know we talk about that on the podcast and uh, editing uh, your show. Cause I know we recorded it a little bit ago. I'm excited to be part of uh, your uh, platform as well. And that's coming up pretty soon. So I'd love to just dive right into that. And then we can touch on the episode as well. Cool. Thank you. So I am a co-founder of the Healing Soul School, and we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and we are just helping people with their healing. So how to heal and then to elevate their life, their business, whatever it is to really go within, meditate, and, and be able to really listen to your intuition and what that feels like and then make decisions in your life. It's so much easier when you can tap in and trust your intuition and that's through connecting through a higher power, God, source, creator. I love that you are both a business coach and a spirit guide. I love that you're bridging spirituality as well as entrepreneurship, which I think is so cool. If you have a business coach and they're not, they don't have a spiritual background, sometimes I feel like that connection can be a miss. So I love that you bridge that. Something that we talked about in the podcast, which I appreciate is just your background and just your story. Did you make a very conscious decision to include that? with everything that you're doing? Yes, I will be. So I just, I speak openly about that, that I come from very strict religious background. So raised Jehovah's Witness. I went to a Catholic high school and I married into a Baptist family, taught Sunday school and all of that. And then I went to a non-denominational church. I still wanted to be connected, but I didn't want church, like the institution. And then I fell away for a while and I wasn't doing anything, but I always had that longing. And this year, has been definitely a gift of a year, really learning and understanding why I'm here on the planet and what, how I want to move forward and really just tapping into my spirituality. And I, where it started was I had a, a Reiki session and someone had given me a deck, of, like an Oracle deck. 
and that was very taboo back in my religious circles. And so this year has been really a year of awakening and that I'm really unlearning what I learned growing up and really just tapping in what feels good to me, what's right for me and going that route instead of the opinions of other people that I was told. And something that I realized in my spiritual journey, and I didn't recognize it back then, is I figured, oh, once you awaken, that's it. And now I'm realizing that awakening is like an unfolding. It's like <laughs> an onion. It's, oh, another layer. And realizing that, it's almost like you can laugh at yourself and recognize you're so in that journey. Can you share with us what is maybe your latest like unfolding or your latest thing that you awaken to? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, dropping judgment and uh, a lot of self-criticism for myself. And this last couple of weeks, I've really just gone in. Why, what am I hiding from? Because I have some blocks that I, that's what I teach and I help people with that. And what I've done is I've become my own client and I've really just gone in and I said, okay, there's some things that are holding me back. I have some fears. Why, what am I hiding and have been piecing through and healing that. And it's been amazing. And I feel that. So as I'm working through judgment and self-criticism and staying out of the suffering states, the fear, the judgment, the worry, and really focusing on staying present, because when we are present, we don't fall into those suffering states. We're not having a fear of the future or the dread of the past of something that didn't work out. And our brain just keeps repeating that story over and over. When you stay present, then um, everything is possible in that moment. Like I'm safe right now. I have food in the fridge. I'm safe at home. In this moment, I am okay. And what will come, what's meant for me won't miss me. And just really waiting for, not waiting for what's going to happen, because I really do believe that you design your life mm -hmm. and create it, but not sitting in, in the worry of what's going to come. I agree. And I guess my next question to you, for those that are maybe uncertain or feel that I need to wait until I'm ready or I need to wait until things are perfect. What advice would you give so that they don't feel stunted or that they don't feel like they have to put their life on pause before they fully arrive or awaken? It's really, it's a journey and there's, it's, and everyone's journey is their own. That's the best part of it. What's right for me or feels good for me. I try not to use right and wrong, but what feels good for me isn't necessarily going to feel good for you and it's okay. And it's really just having a lot of compassion because as you're taking off those layers and really just doing some healing and, and going within there's a lot of stuff that might even come up there like, wow, I didn't even know that was a thing. But it's good because if you have an awareness or if you're triggered or if you're angry or you're in some kind of an emotion that you don't want to be in anymore, there's something there to teach you and to heal. Our feelings are our guidance system. It doesn't mean that you are going to be that forever or you have this title of depression or mental illness and all of that it's a guidance and it's just simply saying okay what are you here for higher self god creator what am i meant to learn in this i'm not feeling good i'm there's some contrast here what is it what am i meant to learn gotcha and so being able to to recognize that in the moment it's almost like it's almost like an alarm that's how i like to look at it yeah. That's interesting. Would you say that your reaction time has been cut shorter? I would love for you to talk about that. Like how quickly do you recover or do you have bad days anymore? Yep, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I still want to punch the pillow <laughs> or throw a punch somebody. What's really, I think my, the thing that's been the greatest for me to look at is the more I heal myself, the more I go in and I just stay in my own lane and I figure out my own mm -hmm. shit, so to speak, then the rest of the stuff is just falling away from me. Like it's not even a bother. I have some people in my life, I'll, you know, I have a sister and we have fought like cats and dogs our whole lives. And now as I'm going in and I'm meditating more and real, like a true meditation and really understanding what that is and the going within, when she does stuff now, I'm like, whatever. Whereas before I would feel fire in my body. I'd want to just wow. <laughs> lunge at her. But now I'm just like, 
you know what? It's not important. We're all soul beings and we're all here for a purpose. I'm not here to struggle. I'm here to thrive. And I'm here to share a message of love and light that we are through the Healing Soul School. So as my cup is being filled, the other stuff is just melting away. And, and even, yeah, things that would totally trigger me before are not triggering me as often and when they do because it's not all sunshine and rainbows but when they do now I have tools and I'm like okay now I know when I go through the process and the steps of how I would walk myself myself off of that or through that a lot of it walk go for a nature walk do a meditation have a bubble bath just really listening to your body and, and what's good for you in this moment there's not like a set pattern all the time. It's just, okay, what do I need right now? What's some good self-care? How do I look after me so that I can calm that calm down or figure out what's the story? Is this a pattern? That's the, the thing I'm, I'm loving lately is, okay, something's happening to me today. So I'm triggered. There's a pattern. And what is that pattern? Because it's something that probably happened from when I was a child or a past mm -hmm. life that is coming up over and over. And it's this core belief we have about ourselves. So if I'm not worthy or if I feel a fear of rejection, then the universe, I'm giving out that electromagnetic signature, as Dr. Joe Dispenza you mm -hmm. know, says. And so what happens is you just end up with another situation giving you the exact thing of how you feel it's just oh, the universe is okay you you feel unworthy here you go here's another situation or here you go here's another person who slighted you or did you wrong okay it's not about them it's all about us what is it that in that piece of whatever happened that you can then say okay there's something for me to heal and that's what's that's what the lesson is or the gift is for you to be able to release that so you're not dependent on it anymore and then when you're triggered again or when that would normally have set me off and maybe it only bothers me a little bit or it doesn't even bother me at all or i'm not even a vibrational match to it anymore it doesn't even come up anymore it's really cool I love how you ended up. It's really cool. <laughs> it is. You can look at life as a game. So I want to end it with just talking about your offering. Sure, absolutely. So my favorite thing to do is to help someone go into the subconscious. Our conscious mind runs 5% of the time and the subconscious 95%. So if you have something and you just can't figure out what is it, like why does this keep coming up, there's something in your subconscious that's hiding. And so I like to get in there and help you dig that out because it, once you can shine a light on it, then it melts away and it's not, doesn't have that hold on you, then that gripping fear or worry or anxiety. And it's so great, such a beautiful gift to be able to release that. And so I do the session and every session I do a card, I like to pull them. That's just something. And I pulled one for you as well. And I love, <laughs> I'll send it to you so you can post it, but I love it. It's the priestess that says, how are you being called to step up and lead? Where's my camera? I'm oh, like, oh, perfect. <laughs> and I pulled another one because I think this is really good from what we just talked about. It's the mirror. Who and what is triggering you? So something crappy happens. I wouldn't even look at the other person. I would just look inward and say, okay, what is this meant to teach me? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you. And that is so spot on, as always. <laughs> I always appreciate when you pull a card. I'm like, yep, it's like the little message that I need. So thank you. Thank you. And I'm excited to be on your platform as well. My Soul Reconnection by Healing Soul School, or you can on Instagram, Healing Soul School, you can find it there too, the link for it. But it's a conscious business showcase, two days, nine to three. We have speakers, nine to one. And you're on Friday for us sharing about your story in the podcast. I'm so excited. And then from one to three Eastern, we have Ask a Healer. So it's an energy healer, a medium, someone you can, depending on what the topic is, you can ask a question and uh, they can give you advice or heal you right through the show. So that is, it's free. We're just simply bringing conscious business owners together so that we are all united and it's a community that we're building just to have a, a great tribe around us. Awesome. I love that. Just bringing it full circle. And I, I love the idea of networking, connecting with fellow business owners that all run their business in a conscious way. So I think that's really awesome. I thank you, Christine. Thank you okay. so much. Take care. <laughs> hello, hello. 
How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How's it going, Tamisha? Good. Yeah. I'm excited for, for a Vibe Talk Awaken. This is awesome. I'm excited too. And honestly, I feel like we, we your episode is three hours long. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the longest episode. It's my whole life in there. It's pretty funny. Yeah, we covered so many topics. It's it's interesting. I was trying to come up with a title for your show and it like took me a minute, but I, I, I was able to pull it off. But we literally went from your story of being a youth in LA to your time practicing magic and the difference of magic. And then we went down the alien rabbit hole to, to Buddhism, to just everything. So it was, it was quite the journey. So yeah, it was fascinating for sure. What did you title them? What did I title them? Let's pull it up because I am not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I do not remember off the top of my head. <laughs> Give me just a second and I will pull it up. Okay. So the first part is called waking up to infinity and sharing his findings through meditation. So that's like your the part one. And then the second one is uh, the tools and lessons that led to a spiritual awakening. And so one of the things that I really loved is that you called Buddhism, the technology for awakening. I thought that was so interesting because I don't think if you ask a hundred people on the street, what do you think Buddhism is? They're going to call it the technology for awakening. <laughs> so can you elaborate how you came to that conclusion and how you were able, how you look at it like that? Yeah. The various religions and sects all have their goals, right? So Christianity, goal of Christianity is essentially salvation and uh, an eternal afterlife. That's the goal of many religions. The goal of, of Buddhism is quite clear and it's a bit different. There are devotional sects of Buddhism. So there are sects that later develop that have to do with for wonderful and exalted afterlife. But the original aim of Buddhism is to actually wake up exactly to what we are. And in that waking up, there's a spiritual freedom and enlightenment that comes from it. And what do we mean by that? Like the other goals of the paths are rebirth in another place or after the human body passes away, you have some kind of new afterlife. But the goal of uh, Buddhism is, is actually not to be reborn. It's the exact opposite. It's not to uh, continue in the cycle of existence. It's to become liberated from it. So Buddhism has this theme and principle of conditioned rebirth. So some religions say existence is a ladder and every life we become more and more like closer to God, you could put it. And Buddhism's point of view is, is quite different. They see existence as cyclical. So like in this life, you have your, a person from this country in your next life, you could be reborn as in, you could become an angel. And once that life ends, you could end up in a very negative place, depending on our actions and our thoughts that create karmas, which dictate what happens to us. So this whole cycle of existence, Buddhism refers to it as samsara. This is also in, in, in Hinduism as well, the term samsara, the, the ocean of existence. So by practicing the path and by waking up to our true nature, that cycle that we're all subjected to comes to an end. We're no longer ignorant about who we are. So we're not wandering through the universe, unaware of what we are in essence. Mm -hmm. So Buddhism has an actual path for that awakening. And some of the other sects of religions, they just say have faith in Buddhism and many of the other contemplative sects that emphasize practice. Like faith is there to get you started, but what really liberates and frees you is direct experience. So if there is an ultimate reality, if there is an, an absolute, that is the goal of Buddhism to actually wake up to the absolute. In Buddhism, they call it Nirvana. The other sects have different names for their version of what the ultimate is. But the difference between the contemplative sects and the ones that are more traditionally religious is that the traditionally religious sects don't have an actual path. There's having faith, there's right. getting baptized, and I'm all for that if a person here is a Christian. But as far as Buddhism and these other sects are concerned, there's an actual progression 
of awakening of unfolding until a person has fully realized the Mahayanas would call it the, the origin of nature and life. And in realizing that origin, a person becomes enlightened. That's the aim of Buddhism. So that's why I call it technology for awakening. Because its aim is really to wake up to what we are. And what we are essentially is what everything is. So the so certain sects will call that the origin of nature and life. That's the, that's the aim of the contemplative traditions. Wow, so deep. <laughs> yeah, and we cover a lot of topics. But uh, Vanessa actually just joined us, joined us on the live stream, and I know we want to make our announcement towards the end. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna swap you out, okay, and then we're right gonna back. continue. Okay, cool. Great. All right, awesome. <laughs> okay, hello, Vanessa. How are you? Hi, my dear. How are you? <laughs> Good. I'm so excited to have you here for the launch. You are glowing, literally. <laughs> So You're welcome. Yeah. I'm excited to share with you. I was editing our podcast episode and I mentioned in there that I purchased CMOS and I hadn't opened it yet. And so I finally tried it. Yes, I did. And yeah. it's so funny because I think I missed a step. <laughs> I, I uh, soaked it in the water. I put it in the fridge, all of that, but I didn't blend it. Girl. <laughs> Okay. So I just, okay, wait, let me back up. I did blend it, but I didn't blend the sea moss on its own to make it like a gel. Uh -huh. So I just put it straight in my smoothie. Like raw soaps, but okay. Girl, mm, it was not good. I was like, oh. so I forced myself to drink it, but I was like, oh, I can't do this. This is not good. And so then I was editing the, the podcast and then I was looking up like different things. Okay. I really want to get on the sea moss thing. And then I was reading it blended to a gel. I was like, oh, I didn't follow the directions. No wonder. <laughs> so I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again. I'm not going to give up. And then I also wanted to ask you, do you use it in skincare or like hair mask? Because I was reading up on that and apparently you can do that too. So I'm versatile. So you can use it in your body and also externally as well. So you can make face masks with it because as a gel it's really versatile like i said so you can put it on your face you can use it in your hair mix it with your shampoo you can incorporate it into your entire lifestyle i'm excited yes i'm so proud of you i'm happy to... <laughs> I know, i'm proud you of me too that's the first time i heard that one very first time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. I know. It's just, it's so fun listening back to the episode and just brings me back to when we were first chatting. And so it's really cool. So I'm really grateful to have you here and yeah, and just spread the love. I'm just cheesing. Just, yeah, I'm just excited. I feel like I'm just sharing my baby with the world. So it's really cool. And so thank you. And I want to talk about your project as well. I know when we recorded it, you were just about to launch it. And so yeah. can you share with everyone kind of the progress and how Build Your Freedom has is coming along? Yes, thank you. Thank you for the platform, of course. So yeah, I was just launching Build Your Freedom 101, which is a collection of workbooks to help you build your freedom. Very self-explanatory. It incorporates a seven-day detox because we have to cover every corner. So it incorporates the diet, it incorporates the workouts, it incorporates affirmation, and of course your morning and um, nighttime rituals, which the success lies in the, in the daily habits. So it's going very well. People have been reaching out from all over. And my favorite thing about it is that it is a digital product. Unlike what I do with veganese, you don't have to be local to benefit from it. And it has been going very well. My, my favorite story is my sister. She actually signed up and when I, once I sent her out the work, well, she's been working on it for about a month and she's literally launching her business within the next couple of weeks and everything is just like steamrolling ahead. And I feel that energy from all the people around me. So it is wonderful. Okay. Are you going to send me a workbook? Of course. I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm like, I want a wealth affirmation it. abundance yes. workbook. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Yay. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I'm like looking at all these offerings and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I want I want to try this too. <laughs> I want to like, I can't do me like that. Seriously. Like I was talking to, to Ryan and hearing his three-hour episode. I'm going to bring him back on after this. And I'm like, I need a session with him. Can I have a session with you? So I have all these amazing guests on my show. 
I need to work with them. Obviously, I worked with Evan. And so I'm excited to check out your workbook. And I would totally be ordering your food. I know you messaged me that delicious meal. And I'm like, I'm in Chicago. (laughs) Can you ship it? Can you ship the food to Chicago? (laughs) I haven't figured out shipping yet. As soon as I do, you're the first one on my list. Okay, awesome. And you are giving away CMOS though as well, right? I am, yes. So we talked about the workbook and yes, I will be giving away CMOS as well. We talked about this, the benefits of the CMOS and it's incredible how many, it, it hasn't reached its full potential as far as who knows about it and who knows the benefits. And CMOS really does sell itself. I've been using CMOS only for about, probably about two years now. And you feel the benefits within the first two weeks, honestly, less. And I was literally having a conversation with someone yesterday and she was telling me she's growing her locks back and she went to her loctician. She had stopped using the CMOS for about two weeks or three weeks or something like that. And she saw the difference in her hair. So because it's so mineral rich, it, it just, it's, I love to call it like a silver bullet. So I want everyone to, or anyone to experience the vast benefits of this seed vegetable because it is absolutely amazing. It's almost fully responsible for my glowing skin, for my energy, for my vitality, like all of it. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. See, I see. I need to keep hearing it because like when I tasted it, I was like, oh, this doesn't taste good. But you know what? You're right. And and again, I didn't prepare it the way I was supposed to. So that's on me. And believe it or Uh, not, course you can still consume it the way you did there was nothing wrong with it it's just right. like the most optimal way because it's not going to go down as smooth exactly <laughs> yeah and i was looking into it they have it as like capsules as well and so there's different ways yes yeah, yeah. so okay I, very I cool advise, i would advise against that only because like i'm all things natural holistic and True. sometimes the actual capsule itself is not plant-based Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because it may contain gelatin. Gotcha. Um, so you just look into that if you are going to do that. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much. Anything else that you want to plug or push or floor is yours? Um, I just redid my website with all of my new wonderful services. So you guys can check that out at www.veganesellc.com. And of course, you guys can find me on Instagram. I'm sure all of this information will be here at the underscore veganese. I always have so many things going on, so many moving parts, but it's so refreshing to, to see my own growth and evolution and be able to share that with people like you. So I'm so grateful to have you, well, excuse me, for you to have me on your platform. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. And to just share and connect the way that we do. Awesome. I appreciate you coming on and just being so candid. I really love that you were vulnerable on the show and you just spoke your mind even yes. when we talk about some controversial so, things. Yeah. yeah, I was listening back. I know I, I asked you about the body positive, body yes. positivity movement. And all of that stuff. So yeah, check out I the episode. Say that. I think that was my favorite aspect of the show. You were one of the few people that actually pushed the envelope to have some of those crazy discussions that a lot of people are afraid to do. So I definitely commend you for that. And as you can see, I'm open and honest and I, I want to have those conversations. So thank you for that. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that. And for a lot of people that follow me, they they know if you check my stories, I'm pretty candid. Um, I know <laughs> it's not that I don't care. I, of course I do care, but my whole point is, especially as a podcast host, which is all about talking, if you're not going to have candid conversations, then how are we moving the conversation forward? And so something like body positivity, that's your field. And so I feel like you should have an opinion on it, right? And so I'm glad that you were able to speak up. And ultimately, the way I look at it, as long as you're coming from kindness and love, and it's not about putting anybody down, let's talk about it. And that's what we did and appreciate that. Yes, truth is truth. I really appreciate that. Awesome. Cool. Vanessa, you have a beautiful night, and I'm sure we'll stay in touch. You too, sis. Take care. You too, love. Bye-bye. How are you? Good, sir. Good. (laughs) Yeah, my friend Ramon. My friend Ramon loves that, loves the CMOS stuff. He, he oh, takes yeah? it. Yeah, yeah. He, he's always raving about CMOS. I take, <laughs> I take blue grain algae, actually. But oh, okay. I, I haven't tried CMOS. I'm hearing all the latest rave about it. Literally, it was difficult for me to drink the shake. It was that gross to me. But like I said, I didn't blend it properly. So maybe that's why. So I don't know. I'm going to give it another try. 
because all of the things that I was reading about it, it's apparently supposed to be like a miracle growth. Like it provides like the ideal circumstance for your hair to grow and your mm -hmm. hair grows like miraculously. So we shall see. But where we left off, we covered so many things on your episode. What was your favorite thing to talk about? Because I know you typically talk <laughs> about meditation and Buddhism. You're a meditation right. coach. You talk about Buddhism. And that's like your life. That's what you're passionate about. That's what you're an expert in. But do you enjoy talking about the esoteric stuff? I know we pushed the envelope. So I'm curious. Uh, what was that like for you talking about that and sharing that? It's interesting because as a meditation teacher... In, in my tradition, you're not supposed to talk about certain things. So I like how in that episode with you, I was really upfront about many of the experiences that I've had, extremely personal ones. I don't even know if I'm ever going to do an episode like that again. <laughs> so that, that, that's how personal it got. And yeah, because as a I don't look the part, like I'm not wearing a yoga outfit or like a kimono or whatever. I'm just wearing a flannel, but, yeah. but yeah, so many experiences in my life were, were really of a mystical and, and religious nature and I don't get to talk about them very often. And I choose not to talk about them most of the time because I don't want people to, especially people that I teach, I don't want them to get caught in the glamour of all of that mm -hmm. and be like, oh, if I'm not having those same experiences, my meditation is not progressing. And the thing with that is a lot of the mystical religious type of ex types of experiences that people describe are the result of a kind of psychic awakening. It doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. have to be the result of a spiritual awakening. And what do I mean by that? If you start having out of body experiences or a Kundalini awakening or you start to be able to see spirits and perceive things before they happen, like through dreams or, or whatever. You're tapping into a kind of non-linear perception, like a, an aspect of your consciousness that that is very psychically powerful. It can get data in ways that your, your conceptual mind can't. Mm -hmm. So you can have all of that. Like you can be, you can see spirits, you can go out of body, you can have control over the energy body, but that still doesn't necessarily mean you've woken up to what I call Buddha nature or presence. You can have all of those things and all those abilities and still not be in touch with what, not have realized what mind essentially is and be living in presence moment to moment and be in a qualitatively different ongoing state. That's how I define awakening. And this is important because a lot of us we define awakening as something mystical, as something religious, as something exalted that happens in the future, something that's that's somewhere out there. And the the truth is the true nature of mind and presence is closer than our own thoughts. It's literally the field of awareness that thought arises within. And it's so subtle that it can be overlooked, it can be missed. So the reason that I don't emphasize like all the out-of-body experiences and the meetings with masters and angels and all this stuff is because people take that and then they forget the rest of what I'm saying, which is uh, realize your own nature and right. rest in that and meditate on that. So that's the reason I don't talk about it so much, but it's there. And it's great that I did that episode with you because I don't know when I will be that, when I will be that candid again, when I will be that open, because I'm the interviewer. I'm the one who I have a show that's launching. So I interview spiritual teachers and, and masters as well. And even in my shows with Ricardo, we, we tend to avoid as much as we like talking about the esoteric stuff, we find ourselves avoiding it a lot because a lot of times it's just not relatable to people. When I tell people to, to start working towards meditation and building a daily habit and learning to integrate, integrate presence, that's all stuff they can actually do. Mm -hmm. That's all, that's practical. <laughs> you can actually use that. But if I tell you for 21 days, have this intention to go out of body and then every night before you sleep, have that intention. Eventually it's going to lead to a separation from the physical body. It, you should, that's true. And that's how it works, but it's not necessarily at all the essence of, of meditation and what I teach. I consider all of that more like just a kind of psychic unfolding 
And it's, it, it has its place and it's important, but it's not the core. The core is meditation. So. Right. It's almost like all of that stuff is the Hollywood version. Yeah. The and, the, and the Hollywood <laughs> stuff is crazy. <laughs> Everyone wants the religious and mystical experiences. That's why a lot of people start this. They read a book or they hear a person's story about a near death experience. And they're just like, wow, it's like a whole nother reality. And that's true. It, it really is a whole nother reality It's being out of body, having these experiences, they forever change. You're like never the same afterwards, but I don't, I did not find that the psychedelic use, the mystical experiences, even the encounters with non-human intelligence, human intelligences, I did not find that those produced the kind of awakening I'm describing the qualitatively different state of mind, state of being that's ongoing mm -hmm. that extends that, that you carry with for, for the rest of this life. I, I have to admit that the mystical experiences I had did not produce that. Maybe the, maybe it was all a part of the same process, but there was not a direct correlation. The mystical experiences and psychedelic experiences that I had at the beginning that really defined the rest of my search, they really put me on the path. Mm -hmm. They did not directly produce the presence that I'm able, that I'm speaking from right now. It wasn't, that didn't happen till I didn't wake up to that till six years after I started meditating, maybe seven years. I don't know. It was a long time. Yeah. And that's, it's something that I was talking to Christine about earlier is that now I'm realizing more than ever is that awakening comes in many different forms. And yeah, so absolutely. you have to get very specific. You have to get very specific. And so that's why I appreciate in the beginning of our first episode, you got so technical, like the way you started the episode, you literally defined what a spiritual awakening is. And so I really appreciate that because it's become almost like a buzzword. It is a buzzword. It's a, you can awaken to so many things. It's like whenever you realize a new truth or a new way of living or a new way of seeing things, you've technically awakened. But awakening into an ongoing, qualitatively different state to the point where every cell in your body starts to wake up. That where there's no separation between awareness and thoughts and self and other and world and you and inside and outside, all those distinctions dissolve. That did not happen through religious experience. It just didn't. I wish it did. I, I really wish it did, but it just didn't. <laughs> I think when it comes to psychedelics and when it comes to ayahuasca and even like marijuana, it's all about it being intentional. Why are you doing this? Are you doing it to honor the plant medicine? Are you doing it for healing? What are you trying to get out of it? Or, are you, just, point. Yeah, or are you just doing it recreationally with no thought process to it? You know what I mean? So you get what you put into it. And so I think everything has its place. And I think every body, every person is different. And so perhaps ayahuasca could be healing for somebody. And maybe another person who is already healed and has integrated their shadow work, they may not need to do ayahuasca. So I think it really also depends on the person and what they're trying to achieve. And so I just kind of wanted to touch on that because I know we had a whole section in our episode. I was listening to it. And I'm like, oh, it sounds like we're really against drug use. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it depends on uh, the intention. We got to be careful about blanket yeah. statements and blanket assumptions. I'm sure that I know as a fact that ayahuasca heals, heals people and that it has you know, incredibly transformative effects. I know that I met people who have gone through that. I also know that there are people who do a hundred ayahuasca journeys a year wow. and you can totally fry your brain yeah. using that much ayahuasca. Yeah. Avoiding assumptions and blanket statements and what we think may be good, what, what we see as good for another person may not necessarily be good for us. And what's good for us may not necessarily be the case for another person. It takes discernment and, and really exploration to figure that out. Yeah, very true. What would be the latest thing you have awakened to? Is there anything? If we want to be very esoteric, at least as far as out-of-body experiences are, are concerned, for example, because <laughs> I never talk about this on my own show, so I might as well talk about it here. When you first start having out-of-body experiences or you first experience astral projection, it's a lot of people describe it as one of the most intense experiences of their life. If you've ever experienced sleep paralysis, that's similar to it. You have this, the body can't move, but if you take sleep paralysis a little further and you have more awareness, 
what happens is the astral double, the astral body begins to separate from the physical one. And when that happens, there's a massive amount of energy that is experienced, like all kinds of crazy stuff, like lights, sounds, roaring thunder, this feeling of being ripped out of your shell. A lot can happen. Yeah, it's intense. It scares the crap out of a lot of people. So those, those intense things that happened in the beginning for me, just like meditation, meditation was very difficult for me in the beginning. Like, I think I had a lot of luck with it the first like six months. And then after that, I was just in the meditation trenches for half a decade, just very difficult after that. So as you practice more, your body, your mind, your energy, body, spirit, soul, all that stuff, whatever we want to call it. It becomes acclimated to the experiences that that we have so the out-of-body experience symptoms that i i used to have i don't even have them anymore the the roaring sounds the, the uncomfortable separation the paralysis from sleep mm -hmm. paralysis that doesn't even happen to me anymore it's, i've had that experience so many times that now it's more like just phasing out of one body into the next one and so that, and so the reason I want to bring that up is because no matter how difficult and unusual these experiences are at the beginning, we need to understand that these things change in time and they change as our spiritual development unfolds. Right now, meditation may be hard for you. Meditation may suck, but if we keep at it and we're patient, eventually the day comes when the train finally stopped and the mind is settled. And you realize that, hey, <laughs> yeah, these people were not messing around and joking when they talked about how awesome this is, really. But it just takes time. And how, with out-of-body experiences, the same thing for me. At the beginning, it was so difficult. And now, it's like opening a door. Wow. And it's going to be the same way with your meditation practice or whatever spiritual arts you're engaging in now if you're just starting. How it's going to look over the next 10 years, it's going to be very different 10 years from now very different so whatever your difficulties are be patient it takes time you're stepping into a completely new way of living if you're honest with yourself so there's no reason to to be hard on yourself when it comes to this stuff wow spiritual arts love that <laughs> yeah so they are. it is it's an art <laughs> you know <laughs> I learn new stuff all the time talking to you and all the wonderful people we had on today. I want to thank you, Ryan. And so I know there's three specific things that you basically focus on, and that is stabilizing the mind, investigating the mind and liberating the mind. So if you want to talk a little bit on that and what's included with a coaching session with you. Yeah, sure. So the way that I particularly approach practices. The first phase that I teach people, and this is all, it's all cumulative. So the things you learn in the first phase, you take into the second and into the third. But basically I teach you how to rest your mind on a meditation object, to use it as an anchor for your awareness and your mindfulness so that your mind is not constantly moving in a hundred different directions throughout the meditation, a given meditation session. So all the things that you need to know how to overcome certain obstacles in meditation, like sleepiness, agitation, all of that, all of that is explained, or I'll help you get through those specific issues and obstacles so you can actually come to clarity and presence in your sitting sessions. The phase two is about turning awareness in on itself. So if phase one is your attention is directed outwards at a meditation object, whether it's the breath or a visualized object. Phase two would be turning awareness inward so that mind is being investigated. You're looking at and seeing what's there. Mm -hmm. So you'll see thoughts arise and pass, memories, feelings. So you're learning to really observe mind as it is, not as you would want it to be, not based on a conceptual framework, nothing, just purely as it is. And the third stage, the third phase, Attention is neither directed outward or directed inward. Attention is just basically non-directed. And in that non-direction, the mind and presence really opens up. Suddenly you're not doing anything anymore. And meditation becomes so easy at that point. You're very established in the nature of mind. So I'm able to 
point out that essential nature, that presence to the people who have coaching with me, guide them through this process and really get to get them to a point where meditation is just, it doesn't feel like meditation anymore because you're just being aware and you're just continuing in the state of awareness. But if that hasn't been identified for you and if there isn't, if there isn't enough clarity and stillness, you might not get exactly what I'm talking about. But as I guide a person through this process and just lead them to themselves, really lead them to, to their own mind, they can really benefit. They can really experience the benefits and the changes in their meditation practice after the fact. So you can imagine right now you meditate, you got 25% awareness in a given meditation session. By that, you're being, you're, you're mindful about 25% of the time in a mm -hmm. given hour that we count up the moments. And the people that I've explained this to and helped with this process, they've gone from 25% to 80%, 85%. Cause suddenly once the presence has been established, their own, once presence of mind has been established and they begin to rest in it, there's a natural stillness and clarity in the mind that begins to unfold and meditation is just so much easier after that point, you know, you're not struggling to hold on to the meditation object anymore because <laughs> you, because you finally understand that the peace and the stillness that you're looking for is mm -hmm. already in the mind. You don't have to create it. You just uh -huh. have to, learn, you just have to learn to relax and let go. And that's the very thing that I teach and specialize in. I help you relax. I help you let go. I help you rest in that, in your own presence. So. Ah, it's like the embodiment of easier said than done. I feel like all of that. <laughs> yeah, much easier said than done, yeah. for sure, for sure. Like, I feel like that's what that represents in, in a sense. What's available to all the people who are listening is if you want to reach out to me over over Instagram, you can, we can have a free call. Usually it's 15 minutes, but don't worry about the time. We'll go, we'll go longer and we can talk about meditation and any, really any spiritual things that are, that you're going through. Uh, I know there's a lot of things that as spiritual people, we can't talk to other people about if we're just frank and honest, we just, there's just some things that we can't share. And fortunately I've been through the trenches and I've been in this game for a long time. So whatever issues you have and problems you have, you can talk to me about them. And if I don't have the answer for you, if I don't have a way to help you, I will refer you to someone that does. We, I have a network of, of people who who all do this and who are great teachers and I rely on them as well too. Yes. Yes. I can attest to that. You definitely have a network and you definitely do not judge, which I think is very important when it comes to things like this. Cause yeah, listen to our episode. We go way out there. So <laughs> yeah, ju judging someone else is judging myself. So why would exactly. I do that? <laughs> exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly. Very true. I want to thank you. And as we approach the end of our time and of this launch, which I'm just so excited about, I just want to also kind of plant the seed for those that are listening of your podcast, which is coming up soon. And I won't spoil the name of it because I know you're going to be announcing it at your launch, which the name is awesome. But have you set the date yet? Can you announce that or that's still in the works? February 8th, okay. that's the launch date. I just need to put all of it together, but that's the date I'm, I'm choosing, so. Awesome, so there you go, February 8th. Come and support Ryan's show, it's gonna be amazing. He interviews spiritual masters and people that have uh, done meditation retreats and sat in silence and just experts and just really incredible people. So I know your launch is gonna be really awesome. So I'm excited for that as well. And then another thing I wanna share we don't have a official launch date for this yet, but I wanted to just share this. It's on. in the works. It's going to It's happen. in the works. Yeah. yeah. But this is like another big reveal that I just felt would be appropriate to share on the podcast launch. And that is Ryan and I are going to be co-teaching a 21 day meditation challenge. And this is my first time uh, co-teaching something like this. And so I'm really excited about this and everything that Ryan just talked about as far as implementing the habit of meditation, going through those phases, we're going to be teaching. And we're also going to talk about things like spiritual traps and what that looks like. And Basically, that's really just part of the journey. We were talking about that on Clubhouse this morning. We host a weekly Clubhouse as well. 
And so spiritual traps, ways to implement meditation, different types of meditation, because there's so many different types. We talk about mantras, visualization, we're going to have graphs made, like we're really going all out. So I'm very excited. I'm learning all of the technical stuff as we speak, but I just wanted to kind of plant that seed. And for those of you that are supporting, you can join the mailing list and yeah, my rant is over. Any other things you want to share, Ryan? Yeah, if, if anyone wants to add me, they can find me on ryan.jburton on Instagram. So you can, you can reach me there. And I have posts that are created by uh, yours truly, Tamisha Black Queen here. <laughs> if it wasn't for her, I would not have any Instagram posts. So her social yeah. media skills are amazing. And her podcasting skills are really incredible. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, I'm helping you put it all together. I'm really just learning as I go. Sincerely, that's really what I've just been doing day in, day out. But yeah, I appreciate you, Ryan. We'll talk soon. All right. Take and care. Everyone. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I appreciate you. And I'm just grateful for you all being here. Thank you again. I hope you enjoyed the launch and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Another episode will be airing next week. And I'm sending you all lots of love. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear your feedback and thoughts on the show, as well as any topics you would like for me to cover on solo episodes. Please just book a time with me using calendly.com slash vibequeen slash let's vibe, and we can hop on a phone call. I can get to know you and connect directly. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time.